0: To say welcome to those of you who are tuning in from home. Most of you know my name's Bruce Harrison. I'm one of the elders here at Awakened Church. Some people think that I'm intelligent. I think my, my friend Scott would just say I'm a smart aleck. I do kind of think outside the realm of normalcy, and I don't know if that's intelligence or just dingbat. Goofiness, But I do have some things that I want to talk to you about today. Four things, actually. I'm going to start with the first two. I want to just make a statement, and then I'll talk about it later. But just don't throw things yet. So first of all, I want to say, God is not in control. Hmm, somebody's ready to think about this. The second thing I want to talk about is what is the real purpose for which Christ has set you free? Now, when I say God is not in control, it should be obvious if you just look out at the world today. If God was in control, why would we not have harmony everywhere? The fact of the matter is he left the affairs of the earth to people and people Pretty much messed it up. But God isn't going to go against his word. We know that this present chaos we experience was initiated by Adam. The Bible says the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. God doesn't want to control everything. He doesn't want to write a bunch of rules and have us all fall in line. And there's a reason for that. He doesn't want to control us because he wants us to become mature people of self-control. Now that brings me to my second point. And that is, somewhere in my notes, you know, I usually just digress from my notes and say, forget about it and i probably do a better job when i do that but i want to say that there is a purpose for which christ has set you free if in fact he has set you free if you have received jesus sacrifice on that cross so many years ago and there's so many benefits from that we know that we're cleansed of sin and forgiven We're delivered from many things, sin, self and selfishness, Satan, circumstances, shame, sickness. We're placed in a family. We're given the power of God through His Holy Spirit. The resurrection life of Jesus Christ lives in each of us because of Jesus' sacrifice and our acceptance of that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We are enlivened by the realization that our Father in heaven takes great joy over us. But you have been set free for a purpose. My friends have heard me comment about this and they probably think I'm harping on it. But I am actually kind of harping on it because I think it's this is one of the foundational, really important things that we need to understand. This purpose, the purpose for which Christ has set you free, is found in Galatians 5.1. Many of the Bible uh, translations say it this way. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Think about that. That is the purpose for which Christ has set you free, that you would be free. I like to say that there's nothing come that comes from heaven comes with a hook in it. And why is it so important for us to be free? God wants us to be in loving relationship with him and others. And love can only be a choice from a free will. <clears throat> Have you noticed? Well, in fact, we've heard it said about Awaken, that there's division here in Awaken Church where former True Vine folks aren't, meshing well with former Coast Hills folks and that kind of thing. I think I haven't heard much about that in recent times because I think we're kind of blending pretty well. But there is, when you look at the world outside the walls of the church, there are lots of reasons. Well, I don't know if these are reasons. Well, let me just put it this way. Divisions can be recognized in these several ways, and others as well. There's really (laughs) um, um, quite a political division in our country. And people are, um, can I say vehement? Sorry, four-cylinder words. Um, People just really get jacked up about this stuff. How's that for vehement? Sometimes we see things creep into the church like just weird spirituality. Um, There are all kinds of conspiracy theories. Sorry, I've got kind of a hoarse voice a little bit. Um, But the one thing that I want to mention that I think is more of a dividing thing than those and something that's really prevalent in the church is this idea that freedom is the privilege to exercise your rights. I contend that a free person doesn't have rights and doesn't need any. I can be absolutely, completely free being persecuted in a foreign jail. Now, I just want to mention to my friend Dennis Gex, who's kind of a political lightning rod here, that by no means do Dennis, by no means do i mean to, that we should shirk our responsibility and our civic duties i think the least of our responsibilities is to make reasoned choices and vote it's kind of like helping one another providing care for your family and that kind of thing thank you dean <clears throat> There is another freedom that is available to each of us, and that is simply freedom in surrender. There are things that we just won't give up, and those are the things that can divide us and augur against the love of God that should be resident in us and available for everybody. <clears throat> I think about these things as strongholds. You have strongholds in your lives, perhaps. But I also can think of them as idols. Um, I, can t- I can tell you about one that I experienced. I came to the conclusion at one point in time that I was not doing well under my father's leading. Now, whether I was right or not is immaterial. But what I decided to do about that was I chose the kinds of things that I thought were my father not doing very well at fathering. And I decided to do everything just the opposite. And to some degree, it worked out well for me. Except that after time, I realized I was still bound to my dad in that very act of deciding to do things opposite. And that, I believe, was a small idol in my life. And I needed to tear that thing down. And we can all have idols in our lives. We, uh, they can be, (laughs) you know, even anything that seems like a stronghold, um, shame, guilt, those kind of things, can actually become an idol in our lives, in my opinion. Did, did I say in my opinion? Yeah. Okay. Just so, the, just so I'm clear about that. Whatever is not surrendered to God, and in fact, the, the strength with which, with which we hold on to those things can become things that divide us. But worse than that, They can become things that separate us from God. I am just petrified by this simple realization. God is not above speaking to us according to the idols of our hearts. If God is not above saying, if you persist in this thing, whatever it might be for you, He's not above saying, okay, fine go for it live like that way if you want i'm not saying he always does that but i can say this for sure when you cry out to him for rescue from those things and it can be it can be my rights i have rights you know that i have rights you have no business telling me one thing or another i have this, I have the privilege of exercising my rights whenever I want. There is this philosophy of a free people who says you can't be governed. You can't be told anything. And I want to tell you something. We Oregonians are kind of like some of the worst at that. My family... the Now here's something about my family lore. Now this is not from study. This is just hand... Uh, passed down from generation to generation. The genesis of my family was somewhere between here and St. Louis on a wagon train. And we emigrated from the United States only to find out that when we got to Oregon Territory, somebody had already established a government. And um, we, my family would have just kept going, except there's an ocean in the way. And th- so so, so I'm really steeped in my rights. I have a right, and that is one of the strongest strongholds that I see uh, among us. And in fact, can be an idol. I want, I want to make sure, uh, how should I say this? I really don't want to talk at you. I want to talk to you. I want you to hear what I'm saying, and I want you to understand it and take it in. I want you to recognize that there are things that work in, in your life, probably in each and every one of us, that is a stronghold or a small idol that is not surrendered. I like what Dean says about the universal sign for surrender. As it happens, it's also the universal sign for victory. I love the fact that Dean pointed out those things go, uh, they're the same. And that's the way it is with the Christian life. The more you surrender to God, the more victory you have. And so today, we're going to have a time. I know it's difficult to just surrender, it's difficult to just lay things down that inhibit your really experiencing the fullness of the freedom for which Christ set you free. So we're going to have some people here praying um, for you. So if you need help just saying, I need to surrender this certain thing, we have teams of people who will pray for you and they'll come up just as soon as I'm done. Well, I know that was a lengthy introduction, but... um, No, actually, I just want to leave you this one with this one simple thing. Um, I believe it is 2 Timothy 4 says, For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing They will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold. Let's not be a people like that. Let's embrace this simple instruction to surrender so that you can experience the full freedom of Christ that he has for you. And I know that's kind of short and to the point, but... Why should it be anything else? So at this point, two things. I'm going to invite the prayers to come up to be available for you. For the rest of you, I just want to say that you can be dismissed. It would be good if you stay and pray as well, just praying for the people who come up. And please don't miss this opportunity. Come up and have somebody lay hands on you and pray for you.